Hello and welcome to the Chorus in the Chaos podcast. Uh, my name is Jack, and I am joined by the venerable <laughs> Blake. Lapp. Venerable Blake, how are wow. you? <laughs> doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm good. We're uh, we're missing our uh, our third part tonight. We are. We're taking yeah. turns here, I guess. But it's actually Grayson's birthday today. Right. So happy so birthday, happy belated birthday, birthday, Grayson. Grayson. Yeah. Yep. Yep. By the time you guys listen to this, it'll be a few days past his birthday. So. He'll have celebrated and, and moved on. But if you know him or see him, maybe send him a little birthday message, belated birthday. But he's he's out celebrating with his family as as he should be. Uh, tonight, though, Blake and I are going to try and tackle a very lazy subject. Yeah. Um, the sluggard. What does <laughs> right. it mean to be a, a sluggard? The characteristics of the sluggard. The lazy one. Uh, mm. We're going to talk about that. So we'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, a couple housekeeping items. Um, as usual, thank you so much for listening. You know, we've, we're near the back half, back third of, uh, season two. And this season we've seen a lot of growth in the podcast. It's been incredible to watch. Yeah. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, truly. Thank you so much. Um, if you're new to the podcast, you can find us on Facebook, the course in the chaos. We've got a Facebook page. Uh, there's a Facebook group that is suddenly very active. Right. Um, <laughs> it wasn't very active, but <laughs> so Facebook a few days ago was like, they sent me a message like, Hey, do you want us to invite top fans and people who comment a lot on the page? And I was like, okay. And I like, didn't think anything about it. Like, I was just like, sure. And then right. like, I go three days later, there's like a thousand more people. Yes. This deluge, <laughs> deluge of people in the course in the chaos group. I looked at it. I was like, how did a thousand people get here? I didn't right. know. I was like, that was my fault. I didn't know. I did that. Um, but there is a group. Uh, so you can, you can check that out. Find us on Facebook, uh, leave us a review. Uh, those are always helpful. The algorithms on Spotify and, uh, uh, Apple, Apple music. and all those things. Yeah. yeah Comment they, they, in the YouTube comments is great. Yep, those help um, too. comments, likes on YouTube, all that stuff is good yep. stuff. So if you enjoy the podcast, please try and do one of those things. It, it, it helps other people find it. Uh, one other little item for housekeeping here. Uh, we are in the middle of December. Um, and I just want to give you guys a heads up. We typically try and, and release a formal season two episode every uh, couple weeks, uh, with Christmas lingering. This will probably be the last season two episode of 2023. Um, we're going to take a break and spend time with our families. It's possible. One of us might decide to do a short bonus episode on something possible. Yeah. It may not happen, may happen. We'll see, but, uh, we'll certainly be back in January as we continue our season two theme, common struggles of the Christian life. Yeah. And with that, we're going to talk about the struggle of the slugger, the characteristic of the sluggard. Uh, Blake, any, any thoughts before we jump into this? Uh, no, I mean, other than, you know, what, what Grayson and I, uh, discussed, uh, on the last episode, if you listen to that, we just wanted to really kind of take, um, the characteristics of the sluggard and kind of flesh that out a little bit more. Um, and one of the things that we really want you to be thinking is as we're talking through all of this is that we're not just talking about uh, the physical sluggard, uh, but also these characteristics, um, they, they do touch upon physical things, but they also touch upon spiritual things. Yeah. And so as we're coming toward um, the end of the year, uh, and for those of you who are, you know, goal setters and, and things like that, I know some of you are, some of you aren't, um, you know, as you're looking toward how am I going to, uh, how am I going to, uh, perhaps see my, my spiritual life 
uh, my heart for Christ inflamed in, in 2024, uh, you'll want to be running some of these things that we're talking about kind of through your own heart and mind as it applies to uh, the, the spiritual things. Yeah. Uh, so not just the physical, but the spiritual as well. And they're going to be tied together. And we'll try to bring that out for you as we move through the outline. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, like I thought I'd do something a little different tonight. Oh, I thought I'd read some poetry. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So there is a poem, poem for you <laughs> intellectual elites out there, a poem called The Sluggard by Isaac Watts. Isaac Watts, the great hymn writer. He wrote right. a poem called that. So let me, let me get a little music going. Let's see if we can get a little. Oh, okay. I'm going to set the mood for the sluggard a little bit. Oh, no, that's just lovely. That's nice. <laughs> Isaac Watts, the sluggard. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's a good right. point. Listen, listen. Yeah, right. here, here he goes. Tis the voice of the sluggard. I heard him complain. You've waked me too soon. I must slumber again. As the door on its hinges, <laughs> so <laughs> on his bed, turns on his side and his shoulders and his heavy head. A little more sleep, a little more slumber. Thus he wastes half his days and his hours without number. And when he gets up, he sits and folds his hands, or walks sauntering and trifling he stands. I passed by his garden and saw the wild briar, the thorn and the thistle grow broader and higher. The clothes that hang on him are turning to rags. Stop, stop smiling at me, please. You make me laugh. And his money still wastes till he starves or he begs. I made him a visit, still hoping to find he had took better care for, his improve, for improving his mind. He told me his dreams, talked of his eating and drinking, but scarce he reads his Bible and never loves thinking. Said I then to my heart, here's a lesson for me. That man's but a picture of what I might be. But thanks to my friends for their care and my breeding, who taught me the times to love working and reading. This has been Jack Lee from The Chorus <laughs> and the Chaos. <laughs> you know, that's a perfect substitute for uh, like your night before Christmas reading this year, you know, or anything like that. Just throw that on. Teach the children something that they need to need to know. It is no, that's good. good. That it's is good. a good poem. I kind of, yeah. yeah, I couldn't help but laugh, chuckle there because we were being silly, but it is a good point. So <laughs> yeah, if you want to read it without a couple goofballs <laughs> giggling in the background, uh, Isaac Watts, the sluggard. It's a, it's a good, uh, a good yeah. Excellent. Well, that's, uh, that's going to be tough to top, but, uh, <laughs> you know, as we, as we look at, as we look at this issue, uh, of the sluggard and particularly tonight, just some characteristics of the sluggard, uh, Proverbs, uh, as you probably know, does this fantastic job of, of painting a portrait of the sluggard, uh, for us. And there's so much more to it than like that guy's lazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's these deep, again, uh, spiritual issues that are at hand in the life of the sluggard. Um, there's lots of damaging things that you don't think about, uh, that comes from the life of a sluggard, uh, that again are brought out in, in Proverbs, you know, as, as, um, as Solomon is, is writing 
this book of wisdom, it's amazing how often the subject comes up of the sluggard versus, you know, really the industrious man, the person yeah. that will, you know, put their hand to the plow and, and work and the person who fulfills their responsibilities and, and all of those things. So, uh, you know, it's, again, it's really our prayer, uh, tonight, uh, that as we're looking at God's word and we got a ton of passages to look at, uh, that you would really be able to just kind of self-assess, uh, maybe that the, the, the Holy spirit would point out some areas. Um, even as I was putting this together, there were some areas kind of in my own life that this is a tough subject, uh, where the, the word of God shines light, uh, into different aspects of, of my own yeah. life. And so this is kind of run through my heart, uh, before we've even, you know, delivered it, <laughs> delivered it to you. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be our prayer that you would be stirred up to be industrious, uh, not only in, in physical things, uh, but that you would have a spiritual fervency, uh, because yeah. if there's one thing we need, we need Christians who are spiritually fervent and obedient and will, you know, do the work that the Lord has set out for us. So yeah. with that, we'll start with characteristic number one, when I, when I get around to it, the sluggard is a procrastinator. Oh, wait, wait, do that again. Hmm. The sluggard is a procrastinator. Yeah, I was. Oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, there, there it, it goes. Okay. Yeah, there yeah, it goes. I'm sorry, there it goes. The the uh, joke was a procrastinator too. So. Right. Just as the last episode, you were gone and weren't a, weren't here to rein in the time for yep. me and Grayson. Now Grayson's not here to rein in the soundboard. So. <laughs> I will not touch it again. You know what? I'm closing it out. <laughs> it's gone. All right. Okay. Yeah. So characteristic number one, as we look at what the, what scripture teaches us about what a sluggard is, right? There's a number mm -hmm. of characteristics. Number one, the sluggard is a procrastinator. Uh, the motto of the sluggard is never do today what you can put off until tomorrow till tomorrow yeah exactly oh, like you know, i hear that i always think about the mcdonald's thing the what does the hamburglar say i'll a uh, hamburger today pay me tomorrow what does he say oh that's um that's popeye and uh i thought it was yeah. like the hamburglar or something no 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 it's happy the the little sidekick the fat sidekick of uh popeye Says, I'll oh, what pay does he you, say? I'll pay you Wednesday for a hamburger today that's or something. Like that's that. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. Yeah. Right. Which there had to be some kind of political thing behind that or something. <laughs> 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 why? Why? That's such a weird saying for it like, is a weird your, thing in a cartoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For your, for your children's character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the thing about the sluggard is this, is that the sluggard is a procrastinator, but he always um, intends uh, to get started. On what he's doing, but he's never quite ready to begin his task. And once his task is begun, he's never quite able to bring it to completion. Yeah. Um, and so he intends, for example, to go to work, uh, but he can go to work because there's a, a lion in the, in the roadway, you know, Proverbs 22, uh, 13. Um, so since there's a lion in the roadway, he might as well stay at home and, Get a, get a little more sleep, you yeah. know, 
And right, as, uh, and as, a, as a door turns on its hinges, you know, so does the, the sluggard in his bed. Mm. Um, you know, when it's harvest time, he can't be bothered to, to get out into the field and, and do the work that is required, um, for the harvest or after the harvest. Yeah. Uh, and so he's always kind of just in this realm of, well, I'm, I'm a, I, I'm about to do it. I'll get around to it. Um, not only does the sluggard then often uh, fail to begin his work, uh, but again, he rarely completes what he, what he does start. Yeah. He easily gets overwhelmed by the demands and the tasks uh, of the, of the thing that he starts. And then he just leaves them unfinished. Uh, you know, maybe you've experienced this when beginning a project and you hit a few road bumps and so then it just gets, you know, perpetually put on the back burner until, <laughs> right? Until, <laughs> until, you know, it, it's, in, until it's, you know, just a distant, a distant memory. Um, we have a few passages uh, laid out on, on that point. Yeah. Pro Proverbs twelve twenty seven, a slothful man does not roast his prey, but the precious possession of a man is diligence. 2615, the sluggard buries his hands in the dish. He is weary of bringing it to his mouth again. Mm -hmm. A lot of irony in that. In mm -hmm. that a, lot of, a lot of humor mm -hmm. almost. Uh, and then uh, twenty Proverbs 24, or 20, verse 4. The sluggard does not plow after the autumn and begs the harvest, and he has nothing. Right. Yeah, the, so, slu the sluggard has no follow-through. He, he has no follow-through. Like So yeah. he'll, he'll begin something, and then not complete it. So let's, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hunter, uh, have hunted my entire life. Uh, one of the things that if you are a hunter, you'd know is that, uh, actually getting the game is maybe half of the work. The other half is all of the processing, yeah. the dragging it out, the caring for the meat, the cutting it up, the putting it away, you know, in the freezer, all this different kind of thing. The picture of the sluggard is he goes out and he kills, uh, he kills wild game or he slaughters an animal, but then it gets to be too much and he just leaves it to, to rot essentially yeah. is what's going on. Um, the food thing that he, he prepares food, he puts his hand down into the dish and then doesn't bring it up to his mouth again, or he has a, a field that he plants but then when it comes time to plow and to harvest, he doesn't do it. So this is a man who perpetually begins the work and then never sees the fruit of his work. Yeah. Like all of his initial efforts get totally wasted. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's made the bowl of soup. He's, he's hunted the wild game or, or slaughtered the animal. He's planted the field, at least in this instance, in, in chapter 20, verse 4. But he never sees the fruit of it because he doesn't bring it through to completion. Now, take that and bring it into a spiritual realm and think about how many times this is where, this is where it hurts. I've never killed a deer and left it in the field. But I've begun a lot of Bible reading plans that I didn't finish. Right? Hmm. Uh, how about times that uh, you know you 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 dedicate yourself to? Okay, we're going to get back on this uh, 
on this family devotions thing. And then it falls off. Yeah. You know, uh, times that you, you know, say that, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be more, you know, disciplined in my, my time and, and put it more toward good things. Some of the things that we were talking about in the last episode, and then we don't, you know, mm-hmm. or we live in a state of, well, I'll get around to that tomorrow. I, I think we didn't, I didn't write it down and I, but we've talked about this quote. I know we've shared it with each other before and, and with Grayson and some of our other friends. Um, and I'm trying to remember what exactly, how did that go? It was, um, this is what makes for good podcasting, right? <laughs> the, the um, that procrastination uh, is the arrogant assumption that God owes you tomorrow. Oh yeah. To do what you could have done today. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so things that you could have done, you just arrogantly, arrogantly assume, well, I'll just do, uh, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. God will, God will give me another day to, to do yeah. it. And there is an air of arrogance, you know, about that. So the sluggard then is marked by procrastination, not having any follow through. And, uh, we see that throughout, uh, Proverbs, uh, but secondly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I feel like this this procrastination aspect, and clear, clearly, I mean, it's it's in Proverbs. This was a problem back then, right? I feel like it's. We talked about this, I think, in our man biblical manhood episode. Mm-hmm. I think we've we've you know through the internet and entertainment and all the stuff we have to just you know numb us, right? We've become just a lazy as a culture, right? right. We th- this was written in an agricultural. Right. Environment, right? Where, right. I mean, if, if you didn't eat, if you didn't harvest or, or hunt or something, you didn't eat. Like right. that was it. Right. You like this is where this is a society it wasn't that a costs Walmart. you to be lazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like, like if you're like, oh, I'm just not going to, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not a like, oh, I'm not going to cook dinner. I'm going to order pizza tonight. No, it's like, you know, like if you don't do the things that you're supposed to, and then that's what, and what, we, what we'll see later on in Proverbs is it says that the appetites of the sluggard kills him. Yeah. Like he's, he's so about pleasure and laziness that he doesn't even put his hand to the very things that will sustain him for life. And then furthermore, I mean, and we'll talk about it, but, um, that passage about, uh, you know, not plowing in the autumn and then he yeah. begs during the harvest and has nothing. Um, he's a burden to other people also. Yeah. And if you want to talk about, you know, society today, I mean, how many, through just sheer laziness are a burden to others yeah because they will not work and and we'll and we'll talk about some of that when we get a little further yeah. down but yeah can i can i go on a rant or should i save my rant for no, later do it. don't do it you know i'm doordash okay can i just say talk. how much i dislike doordash in this talk whole thing about it right blake let me just tell you <laughs> let me just tell you about doordash i I'm not going to rant too long. You know, there's places for it, right? If if we've never done it, but I can imagine like if you've got the flu and it's like, oh, I'm really hungry. You don't have Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's fine. But I know people 
who will spend $35 for a hamburger just because they're too lazy to go out and go get it and they have it right, delivered. Like, right, right. I know people, and that's like a big thing for like the younger generation. I think we're just kind of missing that. I don't know if you've ever door dashed anything. I have, I have, yeah. Okay, yeah. So whatever. So, like, and I'm terribly from, offended now, actually. You should be. Yeah. I'm gonna, I just I'm, door dashed tonight, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. It's right no. here. No, no right. <laughs> you ever seen it's what $13 of delivery charges <laughs> looks like? <laughs> Right, <laughs> but with the people, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Right. I don't know. Someone's out no. there is like, ah, oh, it's not me. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. To me, I, it's just like I, I think, look at it. And I'm like, I don't, you can't drive to Taco right, Bell. Right, right. It's one of those. Ta- like, I think it is one of those things. So, like, um, Grace and I were talking about this, yeah, with a few different applications in the last episode. Uh, you know that there's there's good reasons for it, like what you right. mentioned. I mean, there are there are times that it's like, yeah, that that's a nice feature to have and you're paying you're paying for the convenience you know right because again the the delivery charge is just crazy you know yeah um and then your tip and then your tax and on all that stuff you know so uh but then there's other times like it could be used um in a very uh in a very negative way too you know you think about um you think about an enabling thing right right and you think about maybe some of these um you know like uh, my 600 pound life kind of folks you know um that have 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 eaten themselves into their house that they can't they can't leave and then having something like that is not only then financially irresponsible but then it adds to the ever consuming beast uh, yeah. that they have, you know, found themselves and then, you know, you're, you're ordering food now from, from anywhere and it's, and it's, you know, it can be destructive that yeah. way too, you know? So, I mean, yeah. and that's, and again, so can laziness tie into that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, can a proper convenience tie into that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. There's yeah. a place for it. Right. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't much of a rant, but. Right, right. But if Let's you keep- use DoorDash, then you are a sluggard, according to Jack Lee. And no, I'm, I'm, I'm right. judging you a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> number two. No. <laughs> number two, the second characteristic of a sluggard, not only is he a procrastinator, Blake. Yeah. The sluggard is an excuse maker. Right, right. Yeah. The sluggard's main, main export are his uh, excuses. He quickly and very... Uh, without much hesitation, can produce reasons yeah. for his apathy and inaction. He has right. the ability it, to fabricate a crisis. And, oh, I can't do this thing. Yeah. You know, right. I've got this uh, DoorDash that's going to be here in 15 <laughs> right. minutes. I guess. <laughs> right, right. I can't oh, miss yeah. the DoorDash guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. that verse, I think you, you read it earlier, right? The, the, the verse, uh, Proverbs twenty two thirteen. There's a lion outside. Yeah, yeah. There's a lion outside. I can't go to work. Right, today. right. I'm kind of taking yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And then later on in Proverbs 26, it's, you know, I can't, I can't go out into the street. I'll be slain, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the, the creativity of the slugger. They may be physically lazy, but their mind does gymnastics uh, to get them out of things that they don't want to do. And again, quick reasons um, to excuse right. apathy, things that they, again, that they don't want to do. Um, there's that, there's that comedic sense, which, which you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. earlier in, in Proverbs and speaking of the sluggard that, that we almost, that we laugh about, uh, the picture of a man turning like a, like a door on a hinge in his bed, yeah. 
Or if you can imagine a guy, you know, looking out his window going, oh, no, I'm not going to go to work today. A lion might get me, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, is now were were lions uh present and a danger in that time in Israel? I, yes. But was it so much of a danger that the man could not leave his house to I mean it's it, it would be like saying today I'm not going to go to work, I might get in a car accident. You know? Yeah. And it's like, so at what point then are you fabricating these potential crisis scenarios to get you out of things that you don't want to do? anyway mm. right which mm. is the main which is the key factor i i find that um you you've probably experienced this um i know i've experienced it in myself um in in children and in, in teens that i've worked with church members family members it's a pretty universal truism that you always manage to do the things that you want to do yeah <laughs> right right yeah um, you know, I, I think about the, the times that, um, uh, you know, that I've been sick, but I've gone out hunting anyway, you know, like, <laughs> well, I could die here at the house or I could die out in the lovely woods, you know, uh, with this, with this, with this illness, uh, you know, we laugh at the sluggard and the, and the lion in the street, um, until we think about the reasons that we've called out of work yeah, or the reasons that we've canceled various plans or the reasons that we've put off uh various commitments um there's i think if we're honest with ourselves there there's times where uh, the sluggard would laugh at us and some of yeah. our excuse making yeah yeah exactly you know you you put in here your next thing on the outline this is one that, that by the lord's grace i'm better at this <laughs> right so so when lauren and i got married uh-huh She's the type of person who has one alarm set on her phone, like one little mm -hmm. slide, the little tab thing over on the you yeah. know, the little thing. I'd have like 16. <laughs> I'd be like 601, uh, right. 603, 605, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it would take, take a few of those to get me up. By the grace mm. of God, that's not the case anymore. I still set right. like three or four, but I'm always up by the first one. Anyway. Yeah, right. I don't right. know. It's like habit at this point now, but, right. but the, the, the excuse maker, the sluggard, he always lives in a perpetual state of ah, five more minutes. Right. Ah, give right. me five more minutes. You know, in five more minutes, I'll be ready to go do this thing. Right. Right. Let me his finish. life is, his life is one big snooze alarm. Yeah. You know, uh, one more episode on this Netflix show and then I'll get up and do the dishes. <laughs> right. Right. You know, right. Right. And, um, and what it has to do is, and of course, we're not talking about if you need rest, you need to rest. Obviously, if you need a good night's sleep, you need a good night's sleep. What we're talking about is that the, 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 the characteristic of the sluggard is that he puts off what needs to be done for inactivity. Yeah. Right. So his responsibilities, the things that he's supposed to be doing, the things that God has called him to do, the things that he's supposed to be doing for his family or for himself. Um, small things even, uh, to put those off so that he can be inactive a little bit longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that I've found is that, um, laziness and the, the characteristics of the sluggard that we're looking at, um, the, these things, uh, the procrastination, the excuse making, these things build on each other, uh, to the point 
that small tasks, if, if, if the character of the sluggard, you know, runs away in your life or gets out of hand in your life, uh, then the smallest tasks seem like just absolute mountains. Yeah. Or you find yourself saying things like, well, I gotta, I have to walk out and get the mail. I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like, well, why, why? And it's, and it's through inactivity. It actually breeds more laziness. It's a very, um, it's a very consuming kind of sin. And, and that, and that is what we are dealing with here. We are dealing with sin issues, uh, when we're talking about, you know, being a sluggard, uh, the sluggard is the one who says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little more folding of the hands to rest. Yeah. Um, I'll be, I'll be ready to go in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Just like, just like what Jack was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What was it? I think it's, I think it's a a proverb. I have to, I'm pretty sure it's a proverb, but I will, what is it? Idle hands or the, the devil's workshop. Is that a proverb 16? Is that right? I'm, I'm winging it here. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm trying to maybe remember. Not. Maybe not. I think I it might just be a, a, a saying. Maybe a saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Maybe just a saying. Right. Right. But 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 it's it's that idea, right? That that mm-hmm. idle hands when you when you're idle and you're not busy, like you, you make yourself available to all sorts of things. And right. And we'll and we'll actually get into that in the fourth characteristic because yep. because when because when you are not about the things that you're supposed to be doing. Uh, you will find foolish and evil things right. to do. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I think it was. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. Think years and years ago, I remember John Piper saying it was like during one of the Q&A things, mm-hmm. um, you know, some like young guy was saying like, man, I'm just like really struggling with sin. And it's just like all these various sins, you know, uh, you know, lust, laziness, all this different stuff. And so, John, so John Piper's uh, advice was, he said, what you need to do is because it was like, he was like a single guy, you know, whatever. He's like, yeah. you need to go get a full-time job. And then anytime you're not working, you need to get a systematic theology and just read it. And he's like, you won't have time to sin, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> once, once, all those, yeah. once all those things, once all the, once your days are filled up with, with physical work and then, you know, mental work. Yeah. You won't have time to do all those other things that you're, that you're struggling with. So that's, right. that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly There's right. definitely something to it for sure. Yeah. You know, I have a, I, I won't say the name because they might listen to this at one point, but I have a family, close fam- family member that I had a mm-hmm. discussion about this just a, a few days ago. Mm. And, and I will say my whole preface was I told this person that I really struggled with this early on in my Christian walk mm. and I still have bouts of it. Like my, my, for me personally, when I get stressed out, when things are hard, my natural tendency is to get lazy, mm. mm-hmm. like to go sluggard. And I've, but I've learned that about myself. Right. And, and I've learned that about myself and I've, I've made it a, excuse me, I've made it a point to, to recognize it. And by God's grace, I've gotten better over time. And like, I don't right. drift into it like I used to, but mm-hmm. in my twenties, uh, in my teens, I was really prone to it. Really, prone. I think right. Grayson even said the same thing. He was prone to to laziness yeah, I think yeah. in the last episode. Right. He struggled with that. When he became a Christian, he was just like, "I'm fighting this." And he, right. He buckled right. down and did it. 
Um, but I struggle with this. And I, and I told this family member, I was like, listen, I really struggle with this. And one of the things that God showed me by the grace of God and sanctification is being aware enough to say, Hey, this is something I know about myself. So I have to be really careful to watch for it. And if I sense myself going there to like immediately push back Mm -hmm. and, and I gave, gave that coaching like in, in a way to say, learn because you're prone to it too. learn that, uh, if this happens, you start sensing this pushback. Don't let it take a hold. Of you say, oh, I'm, I'm getting lazy. I need to start being industrious. Like, right. Right. Know yourself well enough to control your body. Right. 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 To teach your body. And you can even get, you know, and, and even in, in a, you know, practical sense, I found something that, that does well for, for me. Um, and this doesn't really have any, I don't know if this has any biblical connection or not. I suppose it does when it comes to being industrious. Uh, but when you, when you get those bounds of feeling like I just, I just don't want to do anything to literally just jump up and like, okay, I'm going to go do something right. Like I'm going to go put away 10 things in the garage you yeah. know, or something yeah. like, like just like just something, just something off the wall to just yeah. pull yourself out of, okay, I'm setting a task. I'm completing this task. Okay. The good, like I've, I've, I've done something to, to combat, you know, this, this feeling of, of laziness or right. whatever. So yeah, it's, yeah, th- it's th- one of the things they talk about the importance of making your bed every day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first completed well, task. I, so I work from home. This will be the last thing we'll get on the next point. So I work from home. Right. I didn't always right. work from home, but the past couple of years I've worked from home and I learned quickly. You hear about guys that work from home and they're like, well, I, I might put pants on today, you know, like right, right. pants on for a week. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, I got, I learned pretty quickly that if I don't get up, get a shower, shave, mm-hmm. do, dress normally, yeah. I am prone to being lazy throughout the day. Right. If I speaking get out of, of bed and, and just like. of shaving, great mustache, by the way, Jack. <laughs> you too, buddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but this yeah. is something, again, it's me, as I've gotten older in the faith, um, right. I've studied myself in a sense, and I've learned areas of my weakness, and I just right. can't give it an inch, right? It's, yep. it's part of the mortification of sin, and I'm not perfect at it, so anyone listen to this. Right. I still mess up. I still find myself, oh man, that was a a week of laziness, right? But but right. I'm learning about myself and I'm pushing back by God's grace. So. Right, right. And the ultimate, I mean, in all of this, and we'll, we will keep reflecting back on these points, is that in every single one of these points, whether it be procrastination, excuse making, whatever, uh, our next one being that the sluggard takes the easiest path, um, your your example of, of doing those things rightly, of course, is Christ. Right. Yeah. The Christ Amen. never procrastinated. Christ was not an excuse maker. Uh, Christ did not seek the easiest path, but he sought the the right path, you know? And mm. so all these, so as we're looking at the sluggard really are, um, what's the word? Ante, uh, antecedent? Is that the word? I don't, maybe not. Um, you know, but, uh, but the opposite the of, of yeah. the, yeah, of the antithesis of the, of the sluggard uh, is, is Christ himself. Amen. And so if we're looking, um, again, to, to model ourselves after someone, of course, Christ being our example of what does it look like to be industrious? Christ was industrious, you know, yeah. Christ was always about, you know, his father's business. Mm. Uh, Christ had the, 
had the correct uh, understanding of of rest and prayer and work and all of the and ministry and and the balance of all of those things. So, yeah. um, so you know that that's something to just by way of encouragement, uh, you know, go to the Gospels and look at how Christ carries himself just through the lens of was Christ a sluggard or was he not? And you obviously see that that he was not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, our third characteristic. The slugger takes the easiest path, um, like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes. So is the lazy one to those who send him. Uh, he who is slack in work uh, is brother to him who destroys Proverbs eighteen nine. Laziness casts into a deep sleep and an idle man will suffer hunger. Proverbs nineteen fifteen. Hmm. Um there are two primary concerns, uh, two filters that the sluggard views everything through. And those filters are this, what will give me the most immediate pleasure? Uh, the sluggard hates delayed gratification. The sluggard wants pleasure now. The other lens is what will require the least amount of sacrifice. <laughs> so the easiest path can really be summed up. The easiest path in life can be summed up uh, in those two ways. What will bring me the most immediate gratification and what will require the least amount of sacrifice. And even when you hear that, you know, if you've been around Christianity for any length of time, you know, that is not the way of the Christian. Yeah. It just sounds gross to your ears. It does, you know, and and yet uh, these are things that many Christians uh, battle with, uh, yeah. hence common struggles of the Christian life, right? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and 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 the sluggard, and and I guess the 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 sad thing and the sick thing is, is that the sluggard will choose this path, this path of laziness, this path of ease, of instant gratification, of uh, the least amount of sacrifice, he will take this path even though it is harmful to him. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, uh, there's um there's a passage in Proverbs that says that the the sluggard's uh that the sluggard's way is full of thorns. Mm. That um he will keep on plowing through the easiest path, even though it is harmful. Uh, actually harmful to him. And even though it inflicts pain on him at times, uh, he will continue in, in that vein of thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th I, th I think about uh, Matthew seven uh, mm -hmm. enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that it leads to destruction. Mm -hmm. And there are many who go in by it, but narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Right. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's it's tragic. I mean, it really is tragic that the the sluggard seeks immediate pleasure, whatever right. is the easiest thing, and right. it's just they're consuming destruction. Right. You know, it 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 is a it is a tragic tragic mm -hmm. end. But mm -hmm. we we've seen this play out through. Every, I'll say this: all of human history. Like you could just look at history and and easily see this. Right. But I think everyone listening to this knows someone in their life that is an embodiment of that because it's so common. Right, right. It's so common to just neglect the hard thing, do the easy thing, 
Right. And Even though the hard thing is the thing that brings satisfaction and yeah. fulfillment. I mean, it's uh, um, in Proverbs 20:13, it says, do not love sleep lest you become poor. Yeah. Open your eyes and you will be satisfied with food. So it's almost like the, the easy path is to lay in your bed and starve to death. And that's what the sluggard prefers over waking up and going to work and actually being able to eat, you know? Yeah. Like, you know how I think about with sluggards? Hmm. Remember the grandpa in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grandpa Joe. Yeah. Grandpa Joe. What? Right. How weird is it, first of all, that, and I don't mean to go on a rabbit trail, but I, when, I've, when I've thought about the sluggard before, like I always, right. I've seen that movie, I'm like, what a lazy guy. Like, right. you just and laid to, in bed for, yeah. you remember, I, he goes to like, grandpa, come look, I got this ticket. And he's like laid in bed. He's laying in bed with two other, three other old people. Right. And he like hasn't walked in forever. He's well, just it's not even that. So that's actually a great illustration because you think about the burden that the sluggard is on his family. Because you remember oh, yeah, they're, they're really poor. That's right. His, yeah. he, they're really poor. And Charlie's having to work and he's like, what? Six <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> like six years old or something like that. And then like, I don't remember how many years they said that, you know, Grandpa Joe and all these other people are just like laying in their own filth, you know? And then, like, the mother's, like, having to work and stuff, too. And then when there's some, it's, it's that meme, you know, it's the scumbag Grandpa Joe meme. Yeah. You ever seen that? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. That's you right. know, lays in bed for 20 years and jumps up immediately when there's something fun to do, you know? Yeah. You know, what so it's like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you see, but, like, again, that's a silly kind of illustration, but it does fit. It does fit of, you know, here's a man that, um. He he makes time for the things that he wants to do, and he'll he'll exert the effort for the things that he wants to do, but he doesn't want to go to work, and he'll actually put that burden on other people that shouldn't be carrying that burden, like six year old Charlie, you know. Yeah. So something to think about uh, in that way. We're gonna have to make some uh, scumbag uh, Grandpa Joe memes now. And we are going to make some scumbag right, Grandpa right. Joe. I'll put that on the to-do list. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it says uh, in Proverbs 21, uh, 25 through 26, it says, the desire of the sluggard for ease puts him to death, mm. for his hands refuse to work. All day long he is craving, while the righteous gives and does not hold back. So you have this this other thing of this other issue that the sluggard will not take care of themselves. They'll choose the easy path. And then they also will refuse to be a blessing to others. Hmm. Right? So the sluggard is never concerned because remember the main two things that they're filtering everything through is immediate gratification and the least amount of sacrifice. So a sluggard is never concerned with, well, what's best for someone else? Or how can I help someone else? Or how can I be there uh, for someone? How can I provide for someone else? Because it's so, because they're so self-centered. Yeah. Right. And so they will, um, and then of course, then they're contrasted then uh, to the righteous, which we'll get to in a moment. You, when you see the sluggard contrasted to the righteous man, it must mean that the logical understanding is that the sluggard is evil. You know, yeah, because he's being contrasted. He's being contrasted with a man that is righteous. 
Mm. And so this this sluggard thing is not just it's not just a quirky personality, you know. It's not just like it's oh, a, yeah. that's just that's just them. No, there's actually like there's actually sin at work here. Yeah, in an it's individual's a serious life, sin issue. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And um, so the sluggard, when he's looking, when we're thinking about easiest path, uh, another little thing. And this is maybe another, maybe a little rabbit trail. But the sluggard loves capital L O V E S. Get rich quick schemes. Mm. The sluggard loves get rich quick schemes. The sluggard loves the gamble. Oh, if they could just hit that Powerball, oh, everything would be taken care of in life. Mm. Would never have to work. They'd be they'd could be do, set. Do all the things that you want to do. You know. Uh, you know. Here's a here's a quick way for me to make you know a bunch of a good money. So that I can continue in my, in my laziness. Um, when I was like, when I was, maybe I've shared this story before in like season one, I feel like I might've been season one, but when I was maybe 18, is this about the memory, black cats? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Right, right. <laughs> no, I was at, so yeah. I, I went, I lived in a very small town. I grew up yeah. in the high school. I had like 2000 people in it. So there was one gas station. I remember I went to this gas station. Yeah. I remember what I was there, but this guy came in and he was in rags and he had like a couple small children with him. And you could tell right. they were very, very poor. Just mm-hmm. the way he carried himself is like right. everything about it. Right. And he walked up and he said, I want $600 in scratch offs and put $600 cash down. And even in, I was like 18, 19 years old. Even then yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Dude. Yeah. Like it like made me so sad. Right for those kids, and, and just you could tell that money would be better served going somewhere else. But anything, for, yeah, almost anything, anything. almost right. anything. But right. six hundred dollars in Texas lotto scratch offs is just like, come on, right? But that's it. The sluggard loves get rich quick schemes, right? Right. He's, it's he's a, living it out. It's a way to get the most out of doing the least. Yeah. You know. And and the reality is is to the sluggard it it makes sense, like to you or I we would look at it and say no that six hundred dollars would be better spent, um taking care of your children, uh you know putting it into your vehicle so you have a more dependable vehicle so you can get to work or something you know yeah. saving it I mean something I mean I'm sure that there is something that it could go to, but yet the sluggard has this this in their mind have this dangling carrot of. This is going to be the big thing. And so these are guys, again, that they can't hold down a job or they won't hold down a job uh, because they won't dedicate themselves to to working hard. They're they're trying to move on to the next scheme, whether it be some kind of multi-level marketing or whether it be some kind of, you know, whatever, selling phone cards, you know, or whatever, whatever the, <laughs> the case may be. Do people sell phone cards anymore? Probably oh, not. You really dated yourself. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, you know, this proverbial sluggard from the nineties, you know, that was selling, <laughs> yeah, selling the, uh, the phone cards. Phone cards. Yeah. 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 Uh, Proverbs 12, 11 through 12, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. Okay, that there is a there is a truism in if you work, there is a natural means by which God provides for you. Yeah, and for most people, 
that is through working, right? Now, of course, we're not talking about the, you know, you may be the exception that, you know, maybe you're the, the, the brother or the sister who is in a circumstance where, you know, you physically, you're, you're paralyzed or, or something that yeah. there's the, the, you physically, but, but again, you understand that that is the anomaly, right? That's the exception to the rule. And most people want to be the exception to the rule and they're simply not. The, the sluggard always finds themselves to be the exception though. Um, and so the Bible says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. There's mm. a thought here that if you're pursuing worthless pursuits, you know, if you're spending your time on worthless things, then you don't have time to do the things that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, it goes on to say in verse 12, whoever is wicked covets the spoil of evildoers, but the root of the righteous bears fruit. Again, there's that desire for the sluggard to expound, uh, expend the least amount of effort and get the most amount of gain. Yeah. Um, that immediate pleasure, the hit in the jackpot, and yeah. require the least amount of work that goes into it, you know? Yeah. So... There, I think there's something to be said here too about the spiritual aspect then of the easiest path. Um, it is, again, it's pretty universally understood that hardship breeds godliness for the Christian, hmm. yep. right? I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that testify the closest I ever was to God was when I had cancer hmm. or when my spouse died. Or when, you know, or when this, or when things were exceptionally tight, when I lost my job, uh, when, you know, this, this, that, or the other thing. And the reality is, is that hardship in the Christian life, God often uses in difficult times and difficult circumstances and being around difficult people and all these things. God uses these things uh, to shape us into the image of Christ. And so since godliness is often obtained through hardship and discipline, yep. godliness, right? I mean, if somebody asks you, well, you know, how do I become godly? How do I become a godly Christian? I mean, what are the things you're going to point them to? Prayer, Bible reading, service, um, giving, uh, fasting. I mean, all of these things that, you know, that there's the the spiritual disciplines that that uh was it? Uh, Donald Whitney yeah. <laughs> wrote that fantastic book the spiritual disciplines you know you should be getting uh, like commissions for every time you mention that book uh, yeah <laughs> i know i know but it's so good it is just it is so good, good. yeah i mean I, I would say if you're if you're a sluggard and you're wrestling with some of these things on a spiritual sense uh that is a fantastic approachable book that will take you by the hand and lead you through all of these disciplines and things that you should do. Anyway. And when um, you go to buy it, type Blake, the course in the podcast, in the podcast <laughs> promo code and get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish we had a promo code. This. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> That's one of those. This promo code does not work. Yeah. Um, it's worth a shot though. It is a great uh, book though. It really right, is. Right. It really is. Yeah. Right. But uh, so if, if godliness comes through uh, discipline and even through hardship, then the logical conclusion is that the sluggard never grows. Hmm. The sluggard never grows spiritually because they'll never bring themselves to the discipline of 
studying the word of God, yeah. uh, going to church, you know, uh, serving alongside witnessing with, with, uh, witnessing to, to going through the difficult work of that, Th- that stuff again, because they're self-centered, that stuff never even crosses their mind. Yeah. Because yeah, it's work. I, I would go as far as to say, this is not going to be a, an absolute for every person listening to this. But if you're, okay. if you're listening to this and your spiritual walk, you're like, man, my spiritual walk is like stall. I just don't feel right. like I'm growing. In fact, we did an entire podcast episode in season one about reasons, bad reasons people leave churches. And one of them I think was, right. I'm just not growing in this church anymore. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I'm stalled. Yeah. yeah. I would bet. $600 in scratch off tickets. <laughs> in Texas scratch off. <laughs> no, I wouldn't bet that. I would, I, I would suggest for you to examine yourself and say, am I really, am I a slugger? Am I struggling right. with that? Right. How am I, am I doing the spiritual disciplines? Am I, right. right? Am I, like, at least am I apathetic? Because apathy go. is, I mean, apathy is the, uh, the bedfellow of the sluggard, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it just Grandpa it, Joe's cousin. Exactly. It's the other old guy that lays across from <laughs> Grandpa Joe. Which what's, what an awkward sleeping arrangement too. Yeah, you know, I don't know about kicking that. each other and I don't know. Freaky. Who directed that movie? That's just <laughs> such a weird thing. How do they think this is? I wonder. It want. had to have been. It had to have been that it was part of the book. Also, I've never read the book. Yeah. Uh, of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. If you have read the book, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and that scene is in the book, type it in the YouTube comments and tell us, because I'm probably never going to read it, but I am kind of curious. Yeah, please do. Uh, The fourth characteristic. Let's keep moving here. I just looked at the time, Blake. Grayson is not here to keep us on time. (laughs) I don't even know how long we're in right now. I've lost Uh, all concept of time here. Don't even look. Okay. Um, Number four, the fourth main characteristic of the sluggard is that he is foolish and evil. Right. So this the is way, where it gets grody. Yeah. Yeah. This right. is where, it, where, it, where the rubber hits the road, so to speak. Um, the way of the sluggard is as a hedge of thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. Proverbs fifteen nineteen. Mm-hmm. The sluggard here is contrasted with the upright. And therefore, as you mentioned earlier, you see this contrast with good and evil. Right. right. That right. there's righteous and then there's evil. Uh, right. Sluggards lack sense. Um, I think this is a really good verse. This is one of my favorite verses on the sluggard. I say favorite, but one of the more um, potent. Uh, Proverbs right. twenty four thirty. I passed by the field of a sluggard by the vineyard of a man lacking sense. Yeah. Yeah, you can just see it, right? You can you can walk by and you can see it. Right. Um, they're they're wise in their own estimation. We talked a little bit about this. The sluggard is wiser mm-hmm. in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. Like you just. Right. They'll always right. have an excuse. They'll always have something, you know. Right. If I, 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 I wonder now, like the the guy who was buying the scratch offs up. I'm, hey, you know, I know you need to replace something in your, you know. If I had made mm-hmm. some suggestion, you could be sure he'd have had an answer like that. Right? Oh yeah, you yeah. know. Right. Um. Right. And like you said earlier, like their mind is always working. They're clever. Mm-hmm. They will mm-hmm. self justify their ways. Right. Right. In. Uh, in 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 every way make excuses right so right and even kind of the picture here in in that text if if you if you interpret it this way i mean imagine that you have seven godly people coming to you and saying hey this this is going on and, the, and for you to say no 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 that's not you know that's that's not the case you know or, mm-hmm. or no oh you're all wrong 
and uh and I'm right in that. I mean it's just it's again it's to their own harm that they yeah. don't listen. You yeah. know, it's it's like a kid running toward the highway. And no matter how yeah. much you yell at them to stop, they just keep on charging along thinking that they're having a good time. And then ultimately, you know, it leads to destruction. Yeah. You know, and 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 the reality is is that this is a very serious again, very serious and very destructive both spiritually and physically sin that we're that we're dealing with here. Yeah. Like what do you think about and this is we don't have to talk long about this. There could this might actually be an entire podcast episode on its own, but how do you think video games play in to the sluggard and laziness and I can't remember if you guys talked about the time management episode if that really came up, but specifically where, where do you think video games fit into this? I think that it is easy to so I'm not a video game player. So it's very easy for me to say like, oh yeah, that's, that's lazy and foolish, you know, (laughs) you know, but, you know, but I do watch some television, you know? And so, you know, somebody might say, well, that's, that's lazy and foolish. Why would you watch nine hours of the Lord of the Rings, you know, when you could be, you know, doing something else. So I think that the important thing, I think the important thing to keep in mind is that there is uh, Christian liberty in some of these things that sometimes um, others can do things that you can't. Um, I think that we have to be careful saying that one thing in particular is the sign of, of, you know, someone being lazy when you look at the entertainment industry, just in, in whole. So movies, um, video games, uh, television shows, particularly now that it's so easy to binge television shows. Right. Right. Uh, you think about, um, uh, social media and things like that. I think those do play into, um, they do play into being a sluggard and they do play into laziness in this regard that you are filling up your time with things that are entertaining instead of just sitting there being bored. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it, yeah, and I would agree with you. I'd agree with so you. So I think, I, think I, I mean, so I, cause, so I think, it, I think in a way it's, it's more difficult today. And I know that's always a risk saying that. I do think it is more difficult today. I think there's more things available to waste your time on and that you will gladly waste your time on. Cause I mean, think of a guy thinking, think of a guy in this time period that Proverbs is being written who lives maybe rurally and he has a field and he, he and the things that he has to do are not entertainment based things, right? right? Like he's not sitting around his, his cabin watching television. I mean, he's just lazy for the sake of being lazy. He's just, and, and that's why it's associated so much with sleep and, yeah. you know, staying at home and things like that. You know, he's pacing the floor, he's rolling around in his bed, you know, things like that. Um, I think that if if you were to remove all entertainment from your life, you know, like throw your TV out, throw your video game, throw your smartphone out and stuff like that, you would probably find yourself being more industrious simply based on not wanting to be bored out of your mind. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, like who I, wants to just sit in a room and stare at a wall, you know? Yeah. I, I agree. And maybe, we, there, maybe there are people that do that, but I you hope know. not. <laughs> right. Um yeah, I, 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 I agree. And I didn't mean to make this a, a big discussion, but I, I do think. No, that, I think like, it's video, good, though. I think it's good. 
What are your thoughts a, on it? Well, I've played I played a lot of video games growing up, and when for I got sure, into yeah, that was me into, too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think in the group you posted about your favorite SNES game or yeah, something yeah. like that. Which didn't shows comment. you how long it's really been since <laughs> I've really been into it. Yeah, right. Right. Um, but, you know, as I got older and I wanted to graduate college, I was like, okay, I've got to stop doing this. Right. And I think the thing that I learned, because I, when I was in college, the very end of high school, early college, beginning of college, when I became a Christian, really beginning to grow in my faith, I quickly learned that when I play, and this is me personally, so I'm not throwing this on anyone else like I did the mm-hmm. DoorDash thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I learned that when I played video games, I didn't have deep thoughts. Mm-hmm. It was like mind numbing. It was That's escapism. Yeah, I wouldn't right. think about things in a deep way. I wouldn't consider the grandeur of things. I wouldn't like we've read all these proverbs. I wouldn't think about a proverb critically. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It'd roll right. off my back. Right. 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 Uh, and I learned that about myself. And I, th- to me, I think that's the danger or a danger. I think there's a lot, but I think that's a danger of video games and entertainment now is it's prevented us from lear- from thinking critically and having deep thoughts, deep, meaningful sure. thoughts. Sure. Because we just want to be entertained. We can't be bored. We like, oh, right. my mind is idle. I need something to right. fill my space. Oh, my phone. Right. Right. It up, so. It's TikTok time. Yeah, yeah exactly. T- yeah. Exactly. It just plays right. into it. So, anyway. yeah. And I think, you know, and again, it's, it's one of those things that within, if you're not, if you're not shirking things that you're supposed to be doing, is there anything wrong with relaxing and watching a movie or playing a video game with your kid or, or whatever? I, I no, I don't think so. I, I do know. So an illustration from my life, somebody I know, and this is not like a, this is not like a evangelist illustration. This actually happened. Um, husband and wife, two kids, wife and two kids leave, uh, for, I think it was two weeks, uh, to fly across the U S to visit family or something. I'm a little hazy on the details on that part, but the husband stayed home. He did not go to work for those two weeks. Wow. He literally stayed home and played video games. Their animals starved to death because he didn't feed them or water them. Wow. So he was like locked away in this room playing. It was a, it was some kind of computer game. I don't know what it was, but, um, when, so then, you know, return home to this horrifying scene of animals dead, you know, voicemails stacked up, you know, Hey, where are you? Why aren't you at work? Why aren't, you know, things like that. Um, that you can look at and say, obviously there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know? a, so we're not here. talking yeah. about we're not talking about the 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 dad that has to thrash his kids in Mario Kart. You know, we're talking about <laughs> you know to put them in their place. You know, but you know we're talking about again where where it becomes a sinful you know addiction that feeds into you know being a sluggard. I mean, yes, it, th- those things definitely um, can be a danger for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you might do well, even if you think you're leaning toward that. Like, I, maybe I play too much video games, or maybe I watch too much television, or maybe I read too many, you know, useless books uh, and things like that. You know, you might try just cutting those things out of your life for a while yeah. and see what, see what it does. you know, what makes, see if it makes a difference. See if yeah. it, you know, um, yeah, something to think about anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Characteristic number five. <laughs> we are, we're in for another we long got, episode. We got to move. Yeah, we got to move. Yeah, we're in for another long episode. Um, we might have to split it up. I don't know. Uh, Characteristic number five. The sluggard requires pressure and prodding if he is going to do something. Okay. Yeah. So the sluggard is one who will not carry out his responsibilities without some kind of uh, dramatic stirring of something uh, to get him moving. Uh, this is a uh, this is a another this is an example again from true life in my family. My grandfather, who's who's passed away now, uh, his brother was uh, exceedingly lazy, and this was uh, they lived in you know rural southern Oregon uh, ranching community. Uh, it was a time and space where you could not afford to be lazy, like you yeah. you had to work for your family and then things like that. Uh, but there's this kind of family story that came down through through the line um, <laughs> that my dad tells uh, that his his uncle, um, my dad and my my grandfather went over to their house. They lived kind of in, again in a ranching community uh, because he was going to confront his brother about not working. He just he was living in this constant state of oh I got some irons in the fire you know kind of thing. And his kids were literally starving. Like they were just, you know, clothes hanging off of, you know, rags, you know, just poor, no food in the house, all this stuff. And so my, my grandfather, who I guess was, um, I never met him, but I guess he was rather, uh, opinionated and fiery. Uh, he goes into the house and my dad is a little kid. My dad follows him in there. And so he kind of starts unloading on his brother who's sitting there on the couch, uh, in the middle of the day, which I kind of ironic. And, uh, he says, you know, man, you need to like, you need to get a job. Your kids are hungry. You know, you're, you're not providing for your family. You're not doing all this stuff. You need to get up and get to work. And his brother's answer was, well, I will when the spirit moves me. At which, which point my grandpa, I guess, yanked him up off of the couch (laughs) And said, I'll move you, and then started smacking him around, I guess. So, I don't know. That's how men settled problems, I guess. <laughs> maybe, that's a, maybe that's a service that we could offer, kind of like DoorDash, where you send someone to just, you know, yank a lazy person off the couch and just smack them around a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably... I think I think we just hit our get rich quick scheme. There right it is. There, there it is. Yeah, that, that's it. Email that's us a, at if you're yeah, interested in <laughs> Yeah, that's a million dollar idea right there. We'll send Grayson to your house to to slap you around a little bit. Um but again the sluggard will not um carry out responsibilities without some kind of dramatic, you know, yanking up off of the couch, if you will. Uh yeah. there's there's hunger pains that will eventually drive the hopefully drive the sluggard to doing the things he's supposed to do. Uh, the hand of the diligent will rule while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Proverbs 12, 24. Mm. Sometimes the thing that gets the, uh, the sluggard moving is the whip, you know, is yeah. the, is the, the forced, you know, the forced labor of things. Um, in chapter six of Proverbs, very famous section, of course, talking about the sluggard, uh, the sluggard is urged to look at the ant. And to examine the ant, I mean, such a small, seemingly small, insignificant creature uh, with so much to teach the sluggard about what it means to be industrious, right? Yeah. Um, that the ant primarily, one of the one of the focal points is that the ant does what he does without supervision. 
He doesn't need another ant there yelling at him. Uh, he doesn't need another ant looking over his shoulder, you know, and saying, hey, you get, you get to doing that. You need to get to work. You need to get off your phone and do what you're supposed to be doing, you know, you know, on yeah. and on and on. Uh, it goes, uh, he says in verse six through eight, go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be mm. wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in the harvest. Hmm. Uh, when it comes to physical things, that is the case. But it is also the case in, in spiritual things uh, that oftentimes the spiritual sluggard is the one who has these momentary bubbling up of, of zeal when something bad happens. Yeah. Right. But then as soon as things calm down a little bit, uh, their zeal drops as well. Yeah. And I think, again, that doesn't involve, that doesn't need too much explanation because I'm sure you've seen that, right? And if you've walked with Christ any length of time, you've seen that in the lives of, um, of others as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the zeal that moves with the hardship. And, and ultimately what it is, is that there is a spiritual uh, laziness there that is driven by pressure and prodding. Yeah. Characteristic number six, Jack, hit us. Uh, I think you pulled this from a uh, Derek Brown article, correct? Oh, yeah, I yeah. Give, right, I want to give yeah. due credit here. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but characteristic yeah, number six. Yeah, so Derek, yeah, I guess I should say, I didn't mean to pin you with that one. That's okay. Uh, so Derek Brown did write an article um, on the sluggard, and he had. I had several points on on also dealing with characteristics of the sluggard and things like that. And one that I thought was particularly good uh, that he brought out was that the sluggard has constant trouble. Yeah. Uh, that he has constant trouble in his life. So yeah. this this little section is uh, is from Derek Derek Brown. Yeah. Yeah. The sluggard's life is beset by constant trouble. Uh, since he fails to complete the work that he's supposed to do in the allotted time. He's always in a hurry. Right. You know, he's always stressing to fulfill his responsibilities. Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of flowing out of that, uh, very common for the sluggard, as it's kind of been alluded to earlier with, the, you know, the harvest and the work and such. People who don't work tend to not get paid. Uh, so the sluggard, it's not, and this may not be the only reason, right? But the sluggard, it's very common for a sluggard to have financial trouble. They live in right. perpetual messiness at home, may not be able to keep a job. Um, you know, he's not, not, he's there, not there on time. He's late. Um, he's often distracted. Simply, so, you know, you get down the line, kind of like the, the guy who's his family left and you, the story you told a minute ago, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just life went away from him. Simple right. responsibilities, like doing what you're supposed to do, like feeding the animals, right. paying the bills, maintaining the vehicle becomes neglected. And then, you know, it's like anything. If you don't maintain a vehicle, if you don't change your oil when you're supposed to, right? eventually that oil, that, that car is going to blow up. Like the engine is right. going to die. Right. Um, and think about the conflict that it brings in like relationally too. I mean, so like if you're a sluggard, when you are at work and you're constantly having to be ridden by your boss or your coworkers uh, because you're lazy or you're, you're again, distracted or you're showing up late or whatever, there's there's a hard there's a regard of hardship there, also. Yeah. Uh, you know, you let your you let your vehicle deteriorate. You don't take care of it because you're not doing just the general maintenance that needs to be done. 
there's hardship then that comes from that and requires more money and more time and more yeah. frustration. Right. Yeah. Um, and so again, it's, it's this thing that just kind of breeds its own problems uh, that you wouldn't normally have if you were just industrious, I guess, yeah. and responsible. When I was right out of college, the first job I had was working in a service <laughs> department at a car dealership. So I was mm. the guy when you came up, I would take the car, like write the little ticket and go right. send it back. But I, there were a number of times when someone, they bring a car and like, hey, the car's really messed up. And the, the issue would be, hey, it doesn't look like you've changed the oil in 20,000 miles or something. Like, it would be serious right. issues. And it was incredible right. how it was always our fault. Oh, yeah. Like, right. it was like, well, you didn't tell me I needed to change it. Right. This is your fault. You should pay for that engine. Like how quick right. to, the, I, I don't know if this is, I don't think Did this I is also smash this burrito into the carpet. <laughs> you nasty. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Those cars were almost always like, disgusting. right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. But it, but it goes along with that. Right. It's, it's excuses. It's, it's always someone else's fault that you're never taking yeah. care of things. Right. Right. Um, sluggard. Uh, yep. So financial trouble. Uh, the sluggard may desire to grow spiritually. Um, but the disciplines of the regular, regular Bible reading, we talked about this, the trouble that comes from not doing the spiritual disciplines, mm -hmm. uh, there's just too much for him to bear church commitment, gospel relationships, devotional, all these things, right? They, right. They just, you flood your life with trouble because you're not doing the things required to right. bring about sanctification. Right. Exactly. Um, ultimately the root of the problem on, on all of this, <clears throat> as we're kind of winding down is that the sluggard is really self-seeking uh, and he just, uh, he doesn't care uh, for others. Um, again, the, the righteous man is the one who gives and does not hold back. The sluggard is never concerned about doing those things because he's only concerned about himself. Um, the sluggard is a um, pleasure seeker, which we, you know, talked about yeah. pretty extensively. Uh, the sluggard is very short sighted, which is Grayson and I hit on that pretty hard on the last episode that they, they have no like, um, they have no eternal perspective uh, that yeah. it's that it's how can I how can I be satisfied today? Uh, there's not any concern about, you know, storing up treasures in heaven where moth is not eaten, rust does not destroy and thief does not steal. Uh, but rather, how can I have all of my pleasure now and here and immediately? Uh, and then the sluggard also, I mean, obviously, characteristically, he lacks um, self-discipline. In spiritual things and physical things, um, the sluggard is the individual who destroys himself. He's a burden to others and um, doesn't care to do anything about it. Um, the solution then, uh, it's not, I don't think it's as simple as simply yanking someone up off the couch and slapping them around for yeah. being lazy. Uh, because spiritual problems, which is what this is, require a spiritual solution, right? Now, of course, yeah. there is just there is the good practice of of going to work and and doing those things, um, but there needs to be a a spiritual handling of of this individual, and I think that ultimately, when you look at it, um, Jesus has asked what the greatest commandments are, or what the greatest commandment is, right? First yeah. greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with your entirety, okay? The second commandment is like unto it, love your neighbors as yourself, right? Uh, the sluggard disregards both of those commands. 
The sluggard does not care about um, loving God wholly and certainly does not care about loving others as himself. So what we need to do then is that if you are a Christian, you know, we'll, we'll talk to the, if you're not a Christian, you need to repent and believe the gospel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, foundationally, this is one sin among many that are dragging you to hell. You need to turn from those sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a Christian and you find yourself uh, with these uh, these sluggard kind of patterns, I think that the best way for you to tackle this spiritually, again, is to look to Christ. Look at how Christ has uh, been industrious to the point uh, that he took the hard path of the cross uh, to redeem sinners like us, to to redeem sluggards like us. Uh, And part of then, if you're a believer, part of that new life in emulating Christ is not to continue in your path of laziness, but to become like Christ. And so there's so many passages and things that you could look at and things you could put into practice. Uh, you know, Philippians two, three through eight deals a lot with, you know, how you, how you love others. Uh, but it begins with, you know, do nothing from selfish, uh, ambition or from empty con- uh, conceit. Yeah. So, I mean, right there, that flies into the face of what it means to be a sluggard because a sluggard mm. is all about selfishness, but yet we're called to something uh, opposite of that as believers. Um, The reality is, is that the gospel of Christ transforms lost men uh, from parasites to producers. We're not looking to just, uh, you know, uh, suck the life out of everyone around us and be dependent on everyone around us and and be the one who uh, begs at the harvest, but rather we seek to be people who produce things, uh, Hmm. to be godly, uh, to be able to, um, go, uh, go about those normal means of provision that God gives us through hard work and, uh, you know, saving and giving and all of those other things. Like we want to be a blessing to others, not just be the one who's always receiving. Yeah. Um, we want to be able, um, to give sacrificially, uh, we want to be able to meet the needs of the helpless. Uh, we want to be there for the fatherless and the widowed, uh, you know, all of those things. And you can't do that if you are a sluggard. Yeah. Uh, the, ultimately, uh, the gospel turns man's attention from himself. Uh, one of the results of the gospel, I should say, uh, is that it turns man's attention from himself to others. Um, this, this is the way to cure being a sluggard. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it is the, the way that God takes care of sluggards is that he, you know, makes them into saints, you know? Yeah. Uh, Amen. Well, so, I'm an example of that. And I think, I think yeah. Grayson would probably say the same if you were here. That right. It was the, the Lord changed my heart. Right. He stirred a fire within me for his gospel and his truth and for the glory right. of Christ. Yeah. And in time, I saw that sanct- that sanctification play out in my life where I began to recognize the sinfulness of, of mm-hmm. the way I was living and the, the how I'd spend my free time. Sure. And 
it took work to break out of them. Like I said, I became sensitive to it to where I'm aware, more aware of it now. Right. But, but you know, you, you, you touched on it. It cuts like a knife, Blake, but there, there, there really is like we, it is a serious, serious sin. It is a direct violation of the two great commandments. Mm-hmm. The, the sluggard cares nothing of living their life for the Lord and nothing of living their life for those around them. Right. It is wholly selfish existence. We're so quick to point that finger at at other people. I mean, you know, you think of kind of like like the boomer generation is always right. pointing toward the younger, saying they're lazy, you know, all this stuff, and they're only concerned about themselves. Uh, you know, there was that article that's been circulating in this last week uh, that um, that Dinks article that double income, oh, no dual kids, income. Yeah, you know, dual yeah, income, no dual kids, income, yeah. no kids, you know, and like the big thing that you pull away from that is like, okay, that is a life that's literally lived for selfishness, you know. It's like we don't want kids. I think one of the greatest comments i saw on that was we don't want kids so we can afford more costco snacks or something (laughs) (laughs) but you know but it's easy for us to point at others and say well you know look this is you know that's so lazy or that's so selfish and things like that um and we really need to the point today of this podcast is not to think about who needs to be hearing it uh but to think does any of this does any of this apply to me and if it does, let the yeah. Holy Spirit do that uh, work of taking down that stronghold of, yeah. of laziness. And it, and it can be done. You do not have to remain. Uh, you do not have to remain as a sluggard. Yeah, absolutely. Repent. Repent and start yeah. tomorrow. Start being industrious. <laughs> start Try now. Do it. Right. <laughs> start, well, <laughs> start, really? Start. You're right. You're right. You're right. The Lord's well, – and that's the thing. I, is, I, even I'm, when you, you – know, Go ahead. Right. Sorry, it was delay. No, no. Even when you stumble, though, too. I mean, just remember the Lord's mercies are new every morning. Don't just give up because you because you stumbled. And in this whole journey, I mean, do you have you know relapses of of laziness? Absolutely. You know, are there yeah. going to be times that you're you know that you put things off that you shouldn't have put off? Yes. You know, but does that mean that you should remain there? Should we? Keep on sinning, the grace may abound. God forbid it, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, that, that was anyway. our big – we can end on this, I think, because we're, we're yeah. out there. But that, that was the big advice we had in season one. It kind of came come up over, over and over again. Like, mm. oh, I'm terrible at family worship. Oh, I'm terrible at, you know, reading right. scripture. Oh, I'm terrible at praying. Right. Just start doing it. Do it. Just do it tomorrow. Do it. You right. failed today. Right. Okay. Wake up and do it tomorrow. And that and that's so right. much of the Christian life is 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 picking yourself back up by the grace of God right. and doing the right things the right way. Right. And you know, committing yourself to the spiritual disciplines and training your body, submitting you know, Paul talks about training his body for godliness. Right. You know, right. like the he gives the example of like the 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 runner, right? Mm-hmm. These 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 Olympians. Uh was it Olympians or the, the contest? Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, was it Olympians? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I couldn't remember if it was Olympians or some other. Yeah, games, the box. Yeah, the box shadows the box and the run air, for yeah. yeah, run for corruptible crowns. Yeah. There you go. But yeah. the, but that's the example he gives. It's it's a it's a physical thing. It's like an athlete. Mm-hmm. Wake up tomorrow and be industrious. And if you right. fail, wake up the next day and be industrious. Right. Right. Cut out things. If you find things, you say, you know what. This video game or this TV or this subscription to whatever or social media is really making mm. me lazy. Get rid of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Yep. It is not worth it. Yep. 
And at the same time, it's not just stopping being lazy, but the way that you stop being lazy is by putting your hand to doing things that you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, put the video game down, turn the TV off, open up your Bible. Yeah. yeah. You won't regret it. Yeah. I mean, has there ever been a time where you've taken time out of your day to read the word of God and then thought, I really regret doing that. Well, that I should have put, I should have played more. I should have been playing more Final Fantasy VI. It was Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, Allied Assault for me. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Just dated myself. Right. That's a good place. Um, (laughs) uh, I do want to end. Let me give one quote. One final quote. Oh, yes. So, true true story. Uh, Mr. John Calvin. Can you put the birds on again? Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. Let's see if we should get joking. (laughs) Oh, no. Is it working? I think this should become a regular feature. I, I don't know. Deep thoughts like, with the chorus. And I think the chaos. we talked for so long. It like, doesn't know what to do anymore. Right. The computer's like, are you guys still, did you forget to turn it off? <laughs> it's like, doesn't know. Right. Right. It's like spinning there. Anyway, let me just read the quote. Maybe it'll come on. Yeah. Maybe it won't go for it. Um, so Calvin, when he was on his deathbed and I'm pretty sure it was the, his commentaries. I think he was working on his commentaries. Mm. And if you, if you have his commentaries, you'll notice there's a few books at the end that aren't, that aren't there. Right. Um, that he was working on them. And he was very, very ill, extremely ill. And on his deathbed, his friends come in and they plead and they're like, they're like, they're like, John, buddy, take a break. You're on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. Like, relax a little bit. And Calvin famously replied to them, what? Would you have the Lord find me idle when he comes? Right. And he went back down and started writing. Back to writing. Just, yeah. Back to writing. Right. It was incredible. But, yeah. um, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. This has been uh, Jack and Blake with the Chorus and the Chaos. Yep. Uh, may the Lord bless you, and we hope this has been an encouragement to you. Um, anything else, Blake? Up with you, sluggard. <laughs> Up with you, sluggard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>